Happy Nurses Week to all the nurses and future nurses listening. To celebrate, I'm having a 20% off sale on Study Sesh. This is my private podcast that features over 140 episodes to help you study on the go. Formats include pod quizzes, power hour deep dives, drills, and case studies. If you're tired of sitting at your desk or staring at a screen, but still want to review for nursing school, it's time to check out Study Sesh. Go to straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in that top menu bar. That's straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in the menu bar. See you there. Well, hello there. I'm Nurse Mo, and this is the Straight A Nursing Podcast, where I teach concepts and share tips on how to thrive in nursing school and at the bedside. Before we dive into today's episode, let's take a quick minute for a listener shout out. This one goes out to Lauren, who says, I just wanted to thank you so much for what you do. I am beginning my program next fall, and I can't believe how much I can get ahead thanks to your hard work. I finally found the confidence to return to school at almost 30. Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time to submit that feedback about how much the podcast and the Straight Nursing website is helping you prepare for your program. I'm so, so proud that you are going for it and not letting being almost 30, which you might not believe is not old at all, but I know how it feels when you're in it. And I just want to say good for you for pursuing your dream. I can't wait to get a, guess what? I passed my NCLEX email from you very soon. So this episode today is for all the new nursing students who are heading into nursing school soon And especially if you're hearing nothing but horror stories about how overwhelming, impossible, or just plain miserable nursing school can be. If you hear this from no one else, I'd like you to hear this from me. Nursing school does not have to be overwhelming, impossible, or miserable. But the only way you're going to have a different experience is if you take active steps to have a different experience. Walking into nursing school cold or without doing any prep work at all is about as smart as running a marathon without training first. That would be a disaster, right? So this may be an unpopular opinion, but you have to think about the mindset around it. When students are telling you that nursing school is horrible, it's because in some way they chose to have a horrible experience in nursing school. And a lot of times this happens because they took some really bad advice. Maybe they took that really bad advice to just enjoy their time off before nursing school started and basically do nothing to prepare. Or maybe they just didn't understand how intense nursing school would be and didn't go in ready to start running from the very first day. And yes, some students can be super talented, super organized and ready and still have very bad experiences due to factors that are outside their control. But for the most part, students who plan to thrive in nursing school, not just wish or want to thrive in nursing school, but actually 
plan to thrive in nursing school are the ones who do thrive in nursing school. So I want to talk to you in this episode about what that means and what that looks like. So for starters, it means taking active steps to set yourself up for success. And for this, I recommend a three-part strategy of organization, foundation work, and focused review. These three things form the pillars for nursing school preparedness. So let's take a look at that first pillar, which is organization. What type of organization or organizing type things can you do before classes start so that you can be ready to thrive in nursing school? So first off, I highly recommend you get your home life as organized and streamlined as possible. You probably thought I was going to say, get your school life organized, right? No, actually, you need to get your home life organized ahead of time. I talk about this at length in my book, Nursing School Thrive Guide, which is currently undergoing a massive update, which I'm really excited about. So I talk about it in that, and I talk about it in my nursing school prep course, Crucial Concepts Bootcamp. So this could be things like getting your study space completely dialed in, setting up a framework for your digital files, not just your school digital files, but your home digital files as well, getting systems in place for household tasks such as grocery shopping and keeping on top of the laundry. And of course, all the things that you brainstorm and think about will of course be highly individualized to you. So in bootcamp, for example, I teach a whole module on organization, and we we don't just talk about that stuff that I just mentioned. We talk about being organized as a student because I really do believe it is your nurse superpower, something that seems so basic but has been so impactful for students is how I teach setting up digital files. As a nursing student, I realized very, very quickly that even spending three or four minutes looking for a digital file was problematic, especially if I did that 10 times in a single day. And with the system I teach in bootcamp, the goal is for you to know immediately where to save your documents so you don't have that decision fatigue thinking, oh my gosh, where do I save this? What do I name it? And also being able to get your hands on any digital file in under 30 seconds. This not only reduces feelings of overwhelm, but also saves you a ton of time and frustration. So what I would recommend that you do is sit down with a sheet of paper and a pen and start brainstorming things that you could get really organized before classes start. I mentioned digital files. I mentioned developing systems for running your household. I mentioned getting your grocery list on autopilot? Can you set up an online shopping list with your neighborhood grocery store so that each week you just have to go in and check off the things that you want to keep in your shopping cart and then drive by and pick it up? What other things can you do in your life to get really organized and set systems in place? Another one I would recommend you spend some time working on is your email hygiene, as I call it. Nothing overwhelms me more than a full email inbox. So setting up filters, setting up 
rules for yourself or how you manage email so that it doesn't pile up and so that you can find things. So you want to spend some time taking care of all this stuff that's going to kind of run in the background of your life because if it's not organized, it will be disruptive. And we absolutely don't want that. Another really important thing you can do to get yourself organized and set up for success is to actually read each syllabus for each class thoroughly. Hopefully your school is providing this a week or two ahead of class time. If they don't give it to you until the first day, that's fine. You just want to make sure that you read it as soon as you get it because these documents have a ton of really important information. And I don't know about you, but before nursing school, I never read any of my syllabi in their entirety. I did a whole undergraduate degree in communications. Pretty sure I only glanced at the syllabus if I had to go try to figure out a due date for a paper or something. I know that in a lot of cases, In non-nursing school classes, the professor would take that entire first lecture to go over the syllabus and talk about the class. I can tell you without a doubt that is not going to happen in nursing school. They have so, so much to teach you in a very, very short period of time that you are expected to have read that syllabus before coming to class or to read it very, very soon after receiving it. And again, This document is full of very important information about the class policies, about the exams and how many there are, and the grading on that, and the assignments, and the weight of the exams, and due dates for projects, and all of that. So make sure you're reading your syllabus for each class. Another component of being really organized, which is that first pillar that we're talking about for nursing school preparedness, is to identify what type of planning system you're going to be using and to get very, very good at using it, whether it's Google Calendar, iCal, or a paper planner. You must have a system for how you use your planning tools. It's not going to be enough just to put your class times in there or just to put your exam dates in there. You need to learn about all the features and use them to their max. So looking at a paper planning system first, the very best type is one that has both a monthly view and then weekly pages. And I'm a big fan of the weekly pages that are in vertical format with the hours of the day so that you can do some time blocking. So that monthly section is for your big picture overview. You've got your exam dates, your skills checkoff dates, your sim lab dates, your clinical dates, those big picture things. And then the weekly pages are where, again, you're going to be blocking out your time to do the actual work. And if you've never used a planner for time management before and want to get some tips on how to do that, It's another reason to have you in my boot camp. I take all the guesswork out of it for you in the module on getting and staying organized. Now, if you are a digital calendar user like Google Calendar or iCal, you need to take a little time to maximize this tool if you are not already. One thing I learned recently that if your school uses Canvas for its learning management system, you may be able to sync your Canvas calendar with your Google or iCal calendar, which is great. Then you don't have to check multiple places for information. 
And with these digital calendars, you can color code by class or by priority. You can include links to pertinent information inside the calendar event, set reminders, and add locations for in-person meetings. Not only does this mean that when you get in the car, you have the address at your fingertips, but you can also include drive time so you don't have to stress about getting there on time. So as for using a planning system, my advice to reiterate is to really dive into whatever system you're going to be using before classes start so that you can get into the habit of using it and checking it. I always tell my husband when he misses an appointment, how's that $700 calendar working out for you? Because he doesn't ever check his iPhone. So you have to get adept at using it and checking it. And then the other thing is you really want to maximize its features for that max efficiency and productivity. So one quick little tip thing that I've been doing that I have found really helpful, especially when I'm getting out the door in the morning, is on the calendar event for, say, I'm going to work that day. I put in the notes what I'm packing in my lunch so that I don't forget anything. How many times have I packed a salad and left the salad dressing at home? But now I can just consult this quick little list and make sure I have everything that I need to take out the door. You could do the same. You could make sure that you have your clinical supplies or whatever you need for skills lab or a simulation or an exam. You could add those to the notes of your events. Anyway, that's just an example of utilizing the tools with your digital system, with your paper system. Obviously, you're going to have lists and write things down. Do what works for you. Do what you can commit to using, maximizing, and checking multiple times per day. So we've talked about a few things that you can do regarding organization, getting your home and your study space set up and organized, getting systems in place for your household tasks, setting up your digital filing system, figuring out a way to manage email so it doesn't take over your life, reading each syllabus, and maximizing your digital or paper planner. Now, there's a lot more we talk about in my book, Nursing School Thrive Guide, and in boot camp. But even if you do just these things, you'll be so far ahead of your classmates and you will feel quite a bit less everyday stress. So the next pillar involves building a solid foundation. And much of what I teach in my boot camp helps lay that foundation because I really do believe that when you go into nursing school with that foundation built, you are way more ready to learn. Something you absolutely have to understand how to do is take effective notes and know how to use these notes to study. Something I see students struggle with all the time in nursing school is not understanding how to take their notes, how to study from their notes, how to organize their notes, and they really struggle with this, and it wastes a lot of their time. So one note-taking method that I highly recommend is the Cornell method. So if you've never heard of the Cornell method, I'll put a link in the episode notes so that you can go and learn about it. I will do my best to explain it here, though it is a little easier when you can look at a visual representation. So the Cornell method is a really fabulous method for taking notes and reviewing your notes after the fact. 
So to utilize the Cornell method, you basically divide your page into three sections. And you could just divide it into two sections, and we'll talk about that optional third section in just a moment. So the very first thing you're going to do is create two columns on your paper. Column on the left is somewhat narrow, and then the column on the right is much wider. It takes up the rest of the page. So on that left side, that more narrow side, is where you jot down questions that you can ask yourself as you're studying or general topics. And then the right side of the page is where you expand on those topics or answer the question that you wrote on the left side. For example, on the left side, you might have the question, what are the signs and symptoms of asthma? And then on the right side, you would list out the signs and symptoms of asthma, such as wheezing, increased work of breathing, prolonged expirations, low oxygen saturation levels, etc. And then in some cases, you may want to summarize what you've learned. And that's where that third optional section comes into play. So with that third section at the bottom, you would have about two to three inches at the bottom of the page where you can write a summary of the concepts on that page. And by doing that, by distilling it down into a very brief summary, that helps relegate it into long-term memory. And then let's say you're going to go back and now you're going to study for an exam. So what you do here is you cover up that right side of the page and go through the questions or the keywords, the topics that you listed in the left-hand column and see if you can recall the information that you had written down in that main section. And then you can also, of course, review the summary if you utilize that section. It's a highly, highly effective strategy that I recommend that you try, especially If you've always kind of felt like your notes don't have any structure or you're not sure how to utilize them to go back and study, the Cornell method provides that structure and again, makes it really easy for you to review. Of course, in bootcamp, I expand on note-taking further to share my tips on really getting the information into your long-term memory, which is important for recall on exams and later on when you encounter these situations in the clinical setting. But if you do nothing else, look into the Cornell method. Another thing I think is really worth mentioning is about learning styles. And over the years, I've come to understand that while some people may learn things more readily when the material is presented in a certain format, the truth of the matter is that nursing school content is multimodal. So you really do need to be able to adapt your learning to different modalities. For example, understanding how to draw medication into a syringe, that's a hands-on skill. Sure, you can watch videos of people doing it, you can read a step-by-step list of instructions, but the actual doing of it and getting proficient at it is going to be a hands-on skill. Another example is differentiating lung sounds. This is, without a doubt, an auditory skill. And giving medications safely means having excellent reading comprehension and being able to understand written information. So if you find yourself saying things like, well, I'm an auditory learner and that's how I learn best, 
then you might be closing yourself off to learning in other ways and all the other learning opportunities that are going to be presented in additional formats. So when it comes to learning styles in nursing school, my advice is to embrace them all and maximize each one depending on the material you are learning. Now, with that said, if you find that reading the textbook does not help you retain the information, then continuing to just spend hours and hours and hours reading is not going to help you and could actually be very detrimental since it will take you away from studying in ways that could actually be more beneficial to you. And that's because for a lot of people, reading on its own is not very engaged. Unless you take active steps to make it an engaged activity, such as taking notes, underlining, notating, highlighting important information, not every single thing, then reading can be actually quite passive. The key to understanding if a study modality is working for you is to be aware of your thought process as you are doing it. So if you find that you're unfocused or that you're reading the same paragraph, over and over and it's either not connecting or you're not having these light bulb or what I call aha moments where a concept lands firmly in your mind or makes you more curious, then you're likely studying or reviewing in a way that's not that beneficial for you. Something else to think about is this. When you recall information, how does it come to you? Do you imagine seeing it on the page? Do you visualize the steps of a particular process? Or maybe you hear the answer inside your head as though you are saying it to yourself. Or maybe you picture yourself writing it out. All of this could be a really big clue as to how you more readily retain and retrieve information. And one last little bit of advice here is that just because a study method works for someone else does not mean that it's going to work for you. So if your study buddy swears by flashcards and you try it and it does nothing for you, this does not mean that you're not smart, that you're not retaining the information, that you're not a good student. Guess what? It probably just means that flashcards aren't your jam. There is something else that works for you. And again, you're looking for those aha moments, those light bulb moments. You're looking for curiosity. If you're reading material, And it's sparking questions, not questions like, I don't understand this, but questions like, oh, why does this happen? Why does that medication work for this disease condition? Why do they treat this in that way? That shows you're engaged and you're hungry to learn more. So again, just because a study method or anything works for someone else doesn't mean it's always going to work for you. It might be beneficial to try things, but if you right away notice that it's not working, don't stick with it just because... Your friend Patty had great success with her flashcards. You need to find the way that works best for you and stick with it. Another element of building a solid foundation, which again is our second pillar of nursing school preparedness, is preparing for your math exam ahead of time. Now, this exam is often very early in the semester, and your instructors may or may not have lessons built into the curriculum for how to actually pass this test and solve dosage calculations problems. In many, many cases, the school will assign a date for this exam, 
and expect you to already know how to do it or to figure it out on your own. They simply just don't have time to go back and review math because again, the curriculum is very, very full. So do yourself a favor and review the basics such as common conversions to know. If it's been a while since you took chemistry, which is the class where you most likely did a lot of these conversions, you want to go back and review those. And you also want to review dimensional analysis, which you probably learned in chemistry, which is the method that I use to teach a foolproof way to solve dosage calculations questions. And yes, of course, I teach you how to do this in boot camp. I do have a free guide of common conversions that you need to know, and I've got that available for you at straightanursingstudent.com forward slash dosage guide. So that's straightanursingstudent.com forward slash dosage guide. And this free guide includes an introduction to dimensional analysis, kind of brush off those skills that you learned in chemistry. It includes those common conversions that you need to know and has 10 practice questions so you can kind of see where you are in your readiness for this exam. So again, straightanursingstudent.com forward slash dosage guide. I'll also put a link in the episode notes. Do yourself a favor and review dosage calculations, medication math, dimensional analysis, whatever you want to call it, before nursing school starts because again, This test is likely very early on in the semester, and did I mention, it is typically what I call a do-or-die exam. You either pass this exam within one, two, or three attempts, and in many cases, if you don't, you are excused from the nursing program. So it's a very, very high-stakes exam. I don't want you to have unnecessary anxiety about it, so get that free dosage guide and get off on the right foot. Next, we'll dive into the third pillar of nursing school preparedness. But first, a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now we're talking about the third pillar of nursing school preparedness, and that is a focused review. One reason students struggle unnecessarily in nursing school is because they haven't reinforced their knowledge of basic anatomy and physiology. That prerequisite course that you took forms the backbone of almost everything you learn in nursing school. And the importance of reviewing these concepts cannot be emphasized enough. So if A&P was more than a semester ago for you, you need to go back and review it. And probably for the most part, for most people, it was more than a semester ago. When I was going through nursing school, anatomy and physiology, I believe were 
probably two to three years before I actually started my program because it took me a bit to get through my prerequisite classes. So I definitely reviewed that before I started. So if you still have your A&P notes, you can definitely use those. Or you can review using a reputable online resource such as Khan Academy. And of course, I also review the most important physiology concepts inside Crucial Concepts Bootcamp. When you understand anatomy, when you understand physiology, then it's more likely that nursing concepts are just going to kind of make sense. You'll find you spend less time memorizing and more time learning things in context and applying concepts. This could mean applying them to questions on an exam, in a scenario in the sim lab, or to a real person in clinical. So speaking of anatomy and physiology notes, I actually am that weirdo that saves everything. And I saved my anatomy and physiology notes. They're all typewritten. They're kind of amazing. These are the notes that helped me get A's in anatomy and physiology. And I have those available for you on my website. You can get those at straightanursingstudent.com forward slash anatomy. So I'll put a link to that in the episode notes if you want to go and grab those for your review. So for your third pillar of nursing school preparedness, you're doing focused review and you're focusing your review on anatomy and physiology. And the key topics to review from anatomy and physiology are going to be things like fluids, we're looking at fluid compartments, fluid shifts, pressure gradients, osmosis, all those things come into play all the time. I use this concept at the bedside almost daily. You want to look at electrolytes, and you'll hear a lot of students say, memorize the lab values for electrolytes. Do not waste your time doing this. Okay, that is more bad nursing school advice. That's super boring and really lacks context. What I would rather you do is understand the role that they play in the body so that you have some understanding about what is going on when levels are out of balance. Also, looking at things like gas exchange, that whole concept of gas exchange, the concepts of ventilation and perfusion, looking at cardiac physiology, the blood flow pathway through the heart, all the things that come into play with blood pressure regulation, those are really, really key. I would also look at how the body maintains acid-base balance. And then for pharmacology, a lot of things have to do with the autonomic nervous system. So when you understand the autonomic nervous system, you might be able to grasp a lot of medications that impact the system a little better. So going back and looking at sympathetic versus parasympathetic, understanding alpha and beta receptors and acetylcholine and dopamine and norepinephrine and epinephrine, all of those things really, really important and can be difficult to learn if you aren't already priming the pump to learn about these things when you're looking at something complex like pharmacology. I would also review the RAS pathway. That comes into play a ton. And the endocrine system. Understand feedback loops and key things like aldosterone and antidiuretic hormone and cortisol and insulin 
and the role that these play in the body. So I realize I just gave you a ton of things to review. I do review these with you in boot camp. But if you're interested in what that list was, I've actually created a new nursing student checklist for you. And you can get that checklist at straightanursingstudent.com forward slash checklist. And I also realize I'm giving you a lot of resources to go and check out. I'll put all of these in the episode notes. So I've talked a lot about my boot camp, and at this point, I want to go into that and basically take you on a deep dive of what is included in my nursing school prep course, Crucial Concepts Boot Camp. So if you're curious at all about this program that has helped more than 5,000 students succeed and thrive in their programs, then stick around because I'm opening up each module to share what's inside. Before we do that, I want you to hear from Colleen. And Colleen is a student who went through my boot camp. And here is what Colleen had to say. She says, let me tell you, Nurse Mo is one of the greatest teachers I have ever had the honor of learning from. This course covers everything you need to know before you start school. I was incredibly impressed with her dosage calculations module. I heard it was a highlight of the boot camp, but it exceeded my expectations tenfold. Nurse Mo goes into such depth and goes over all types of calculations and even gives you tons of practice questions. I know I will be more than okay once we get to dosage calculations in school. The entire course is way worth the price that you will pay, and I would highly recommend anyone get this. Not only will you master dosage calculations and walk away with a healthy review of important human anatomy topics, but there are also many other useful modules that teach you how to think, act, test, learn, and organize like a nurse. Thank you, Nurse Mo, for taking the time to create the bootcamp for us. Also, thank you for all the work you put into making your podcast so informative and entertaining. I know it will help guide me through my nursing classes. So thanks to Colleen for taking the time to share with me and now share with you her experience with bootcamp. So if you're ready to do that deep dive, let's get started. So the first thing you'll notice about bootcamp when you log in is that the modules are organized, prep like a nurse, talk like a nurse, think like a nurse, act calculate, learn, test, review, organize, and write like a nurse. So we cover all key aspects for you making that successful transition into being nursey. So let's dive into the very first module, which is prep like a nurse. Basically what I do in this module is introduce you to the program so that you understand how it works, how to navigate around what's included so that you get absolutely as much out of it as you possibly can. And one of the things that I really love about it is the bootcamp roadmap. And this bootcamp roadmap takes you through all the lessons with a quick summary of what you're going to learn in each lesson. And a really great part of this bootcamp roadmap is that if you are short on time, I have developed customized pathways. If you don't have time to go through the entire bootcamp before your program starts, I've got alternate customized pathways. So if your school starts in less than one week, I tell you exactly what to focus on to get the most out of bootcamp in that short period of time. 
If you've got seven to 10 days before your program starts, you will be doing a different roadmap that tells you exactly which modules to focus on. And then the idea is you come back to boot camp as time allows. So once you understand how the platform works, how to navigate around and what you're going to be learning, you're going to dive into module two, which is talk like a nurse. And in this module, it's all about nursing communication. So the very first lesson, we go over medical abbreviations and medical terms. And once you have this basic foundation knowledge, you'll actually be able to understand a lot of the medical jargon that you'll hear in class and especially in clinical. A really great component to this is a handbook full of abbreviations, full of acronyms, full of medical terms that you can download and put in your clinical binder. This is a fabulous resource that I wish I had had as a student. So that is the first lesson in the Talk Like a Nurse module. The next lesson in Talk Like a Nurse looks at some common communication formats. That would be SBAR, which is how we convey critical information in a streamlined, efficient way, and also two key types of nursing notes. Because as a student, you're probably really nervous about writing a nursing note. What do I write? What do I put in there? How do I make sure that this is accurate and conveys the patient situation? I teach you how to do that in this lesson. In lesson three of this module, we talk about end of shift report. I provide report sheets that you can use if your school isn't providing one. The ones I have for you inside bootcamp are fantastic. And in this lesson, I teach you how to give end of shift report like a total pro. So the next module is called Think Like a Nurse. And in this module, you get an introduction to what it means to make a transition from basically what I call thinking like a regular person to thinking like a nurse. It's one of the biggest challenges that students face, but if you are introduced to this ahead of time, you're definitely not going to be hearing it for the first time when you're in class and when your classmates have kind of these confused looks on their faces, you're going to be thinking, oh, I already got this. Nurse Mo already talked about this. So let's dive into the lessons that are in this module. The first lesson in the Think Like a Nurse module introduces you to clinical judgment. One of the main reasons students fail out of nursing school is due to an inability to utilize critical thinking to make sound clinical decisions. And you're not just going to be making sound clinical decisions in clinical. You're making sound clinical decisions on exams because all exam questions are essentially putting you into a clinical situation. So in this lesson, I share a simple concept about developing clinical judgment that will get you started on your path to thinking like a nurse. The second lesson in the module on thinking like a nurse is called the six skills of clinical judgment. So more and more nursing schools are using something called a clinical judgment measurement model to evaluate their students. This model is based on the six essential skills of clinical judgment, which are outlined in this lesson. And when you know what these are, guess what? You already know how you're going to be evaluated in nursing school. 
I guarantee you this puts you light years ahead of your classmates who didn't take the time to do a little prep work before classes started. The next lesson in this module is about the nursing process. The nursing process will guide you through clinical scenarios and many, many nursing school exam questions. You definitely want to learn this one. Your school will most likely be teaching this to you, though some schools might use a slightly different, more advanced model that we're going to talk about next. But for the most part, especially in the very beginning, they're teaching you the nursing process. So the next lesson in this Think Like a Nurse module is the Tanner Clinical Judgment Model, and more and more schools are moving towards this model. And this is simply another way to frame your clinical practice. Not all schools teach this model, but again, it is gaining in popularity as the NCLEX continues to evolve and is essentially a big part of the framework and how the next-gen NCLEX has been designed. What I love about this model is that it provides a systematic roadmap for transitioning your valuable knowledge and experience into clinical judgment. Another thing that students struggle with a lot is writing a nursing diagnosis, and that is what is covered in the next lesson in Think Like a Nurse. So in order to develop a plan of care for your patient, you must be able to interpret and write a nursing diagnosis, provided that your school is still teaching this topic. A lot of schools are transitioning more to problem statements, which is my personal preference, because nursing diagnoses, as you will soon see, are incredibly convoluted and difficult for students to learn. So that's why I wanted to cover in boot camp. If your school is using nursing diagnoses and you have to use them for your care plans, you absolutely must understand how to write them. And that is why I am teaching this to you in this lesson inside boot camp. I would hate for you to let this hold you back from making awesome care plans. Once you get it, you get it, but there is a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to nursing diagnoses. So the next lesson in this module of thinking like a nurse is about your nursing journey. And what this pulls on is somebody called Patricia Benner. And you will hear about her all the time throughout nursing school. She's one of, if I had to meet a famous nurse, I would definitely want to meet Patricia Benner. The work she's done has been absolutely incredible. And what she's done that has been a big impact and contribution to the profession is the novice to expert pathway, which she defined the way that nurses progress. And the reason this is so important is when you understand this pathway, you understand how to maximize your learning for the stage that you're in so that guess what? You can progress to the next level in the pathway. So I'll teach you all about this in lesson six of the Think Like a Nurse module. And then the final one in this module is the nurse's role. And in this lesson, I share with you my personal philosophy of nursing and our role as patient advocates. If you've always thought that nurses simply give medications, comfort people, and take vital signs, you're going to love that you actually play a much, much bigger role. And that's what I talk about in this lesson. Now let's move on to the next module, which is called Act Like a Nurse. So the very first lesson in this module looks at vital signs interpretation. There's actually two lessons covering vital signs. 
So in the first lesson, we look at the basic reference ranges for temperature and heart rate, but we go beyond that. I also talk with you and teach you the clinical significance of abnormal findings so that when you're in clinical and you see that your patient has an abnormal heart rate, for example, you know not to just chart this and walk away. You know what it could mean for your patient. In the second component of the vital signs lessons, we dive into blood pressure, respiratory rate, and oxygen saturation level so that you understand not just the reference ranges, but what it could mean if they are out of balance. I also take you through how to take a manual blood pressure, which is a manual dexterity skill that students often struggle with. So I've got a great download for you on that. The next lesson looks at something that students often struggle with is understanding the difference between subjective and objective data. We've got signs and symptoms when we're looking at our patients or interviewing our patients, and you need to be able to differentiate what is subjective and which are objective. So I clear this up in a very short lesson, but it will also just make you feel a little bit more confident when you're sharing your plan of care for your patient. The next lesson in the ACT Like a Nurse module is about care plans. So if you're brand new to nursing school, you have still probably heard about care plans because a lot of times students struggle with doing them. They can take a lot of time. And if your school is utilizing care plans, some schools use concept maps or different types of things, but essentially you're doing some kind of care planning. You need to understand how these work so that you don't spin your wheels wasting precious time trying to figure them out. So I take you through a quick lesson that will help you create your care plans with greater confidence and efficiency. And then in a series of short videos for the rest of this Act Like a Nurse module, I go into topics that can help boost your clinical confidence. And I do this by talking you through some of the most commonly asked questions that I get about clinical. So examples are things like, what am I going to be experiencing as a first semester student in clinical? What type of clinical experience will I have? So I take you through what that might look like. Another question students often ask about is, what kind of activities, what kinds of actual things will I be doing in clinical? Another question is, what's expected of me as a first semester student in my clinical assignment? So we'll clear up some of that. Another question that students have is, what do I do if my patient starts to deteriorate? So I talk about what it's like when this happens and what you can do to feel more confident, even if it's your very first day. Another commonly asked question is, how do I maximize my clinical hours? Clinical hours are absolutely precious and you only get so many. So I talk about how you can maximize your time in clinical, even if you're not getting to do a lot of hands-on tasks, you can still maximize your time. So we'll talk about that in this lesson. And the final one in this whole module where I'm talking about clinical questions and boosting your confidence in clinical is about time management and prioritizing during your clinical rotations. And by the way, these are practices that I still would use as a working nurse. So they're not just for students, they're actually going to help you throughout your entire career. 
The next module is probably most people's favorite, and it is the entire module on dosage calculations. Now, if you're only interested in needing to learn dosage calculations, I've actually pulled out these lessons and have them separate in another program called Competent Calculations. But if you want the whole shebang with all of the nursing school prep, then you get all of that Inside Crucial Concepts boot camp. So one of the great things about dosage calculations is that we're not just plugging numbers. I'm actually teaching you how to solve them conceptually. So the very first thing that we start off with is a foundation submodule. And in this submodule, first thing we're going to talk about is math anxiety and what that means to have math anxiety, why it's so common, and what we can do to alleviate it. And one of the ways we alleviate it is by having a systematic and proven method that we can rely on every single time, and that is dimensional analysis. So I also introduce you to dimensional analysis in this lesson. In the next lesson, we talk about the terms, the medical terms that are going to come into play when you are learning about dosage calculations so that you don't just understand them as math problems, but understand what it means for the patient, for their treatment plan, for their medical condition, for their medication administration instructions. Next, we dive into rounding rules and using decimals. And then we talk about what a medication order looks like. What are the components? How do I read a medication order? And then in the final lesson of this sub-module, I introduce you to the secret sauce of the dosage calculations success with the way that I teach it. And again, I said a moment ago, we're not just plugging numbers in. When students view dosage calculations as math problems, what they tend to do is look at the question, see all these numbers, and start trying to plug them into their dimensional analysis or whatever type of formula situation they're using. Guess what? You're likely going to get the wrong answer because dosage calculations questions aren't really math problems. The math with them is super simple. It's multiplication and it's division. Where dosage calculations trip people up is they think of them as math problems when really they are little puzzles to be solved. Little puzzles that represent a moment in time for a patient getting a particular medication. So I have a framework for you to follow to make sure that you're thinking about dosage calculations in a clinically relevant way. And that is the secret sauce to getting to the right answer every single time. So the next sub-module for dosage calculations is teaching you how to do them step by step. I don't know about you. I love a step-by-step format. I like to learn the very basics of something, get confident, get comfortable before I move on. So that's how I teach. We start off with single conversions. And once you feel proficient in single conversions, and there's even quizzes so you can test your knowledge and bonus questions so that you can further test your knowledge, then we move on to multiple conversions. Once you're feeling comfortable there, we move on to a bit more of a complex type question, and that's going to be medications that are dosed by time. After that, we add on another layer of complexity and look at medications dosed by weight. And then, guess what? 
we layer these together to learn about medications that are dosed by both weight and time. And these would be really complex medications that you would be using in a critical care environment. But we're not done yet. We are now going to do more quizzes, have more bonus questions, and then we're going to learn how to calculate medications by drops per minute. Sometimes you're not using an IV pump to deliver fluids, for example. So you need to know how to dose things and figure out the flow rate by drops per minute. I also teach you about reconstituting medications as well as diluting tube feed and formulas. These definitely come up in pediatrics, for example. And another pediatric type of math problem, though it's not a dosage calculations question, but it is a math problem, so I included it, is calculating percent weight loss, which is very common when you are looking at, is this baby ready to go home? We need to calculate their percent weight loss, make sure they didn't lose too much weight, and then we know if they're safe to discharge home. Now, the next thing I teach you is how to conquer tricky Question. So not only do I teach you a foundation for building on your dosage calculation skills and then the step-by-step for doing them, now we tackle tricky questions and ways that your instructors might try to trip you up. And then once you get through all that, there's a final sub-module in this really big module inside Crucial Concepts Bootcamp called Putting It All Together. And here I have a lesson on critical thinking with dosage calculations and a very comprehensive review that gives you even more practiced questions so that you can really test your understanding of this very, very important skill. So that is the big module, one of the most popular in bootcamp, all about doing dosage calculations with 100% accuracy and total confidence. Next, we have module six, which is learn like a nurse. So in these lessons, I share with you some systematic and efficient ways to study so that you can actually study smarter and truly learn like a nurse. So the first thing I introduce you to is the straight A nursing latte method. And not just what it is, because if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you're familiar with it but how to use it on your own to study, learn, review material, and really get it into your long-term memory. So that is the latte method. And then next, we dive into taking notes. I mentioned how important that is earlier in this episode. I dive into this in great detail here. And then we talk about another strategy for organizing information And beyond that, I take you into a lesson on critical thinking. Next, we have a module on testing like a nurse. So module seven, test like a nurse, includes about 12 lessons. And the first one is going to be looking at NCLEX style questions and what they're like and how they're structured because I'm not going to lie, they're a little weird if you've never seen them before because they're so based on applying knowledge and putting you into, here's a patient, they have this going on, what are you going to do about it? Which is essentially what nurses do all the time. So if you understand the types 
that there are on the NCLEX style exams, which are going to be how your tests are structured in nursing school, you're not going to be so deer in the headlights when you sit down to take your first exam. And then throughout the rest of these lessons in this module, I dive into each type of question, like not how the question is structured, but each theme of the question. So for example, there are questions that get you to think about life and death situations. How do you answer those? There are questions that want you to cue in on patient safety factors. How do you answer those? Questions that are about your patient education. Questions that utilize the nursing process so that you can look at this question. And typically, it's going to say, what is your next action? And you use the nursing process to answer that question. Other examples include questions that ask you to prioritize something or questions that need you to differentiate between acute conditions and chronic conditions and the appropriate interventions. There's also questions that have a lot to do with the patient's developmental stage, especially when you get into pediatrics. And then there are questions that test your ability to understand and utilize therapeutic communication. There's also a whole lesson on NCLEX success tips that I share with you. And I'm not just talking about your NCLEX exam, your licensing exam. I'm talking about tests modeled in this way, which is going to be all of your nursing school exams. And then the final lesson in this category is your test day strategy. Oh, no, I lied. There's actually one more lesson that I added on later. So we'll talk about your test day strategy to help you minimize or alleviate test anxiety. And then that extra lesson that I added sometime in the last year is how to tackle select all that apply questions because students really, really hate those. And I don't want you to think of them as super scary. They are absolutely conquerable when you approach them in the right way with the right mindset. So that is module seven, test like a nurse. So we've got like four more modules to go through. I hope you're hanging in with me. I love talking about boot camp and how robust it is and how much it can teach you before your program starts. So module eight is review like a nurse. Earlier, I talked about a pillar of your nursing school preparedness foundation is focused review. So in this module, I give you lessons on the key anatomy and physiology concepts I use the absolute most at the bedside and that are most beneficial for a nursing student to go back over, review, and understand. So lesson one is all about fluids, those fluid shifts, fluid foundations, all of those things. Lesson two is about electrolytes and the role they play in the body. Lesson three is about acid-base balance and basically how the body maintains that perfect pH or tries to maintain that perfect pH. Next is a lesson on all the factors that come into play with blood pressure regulation. And then there's the RAS pathway, a very important concept to review from physiology And then I dive into the autonomic nervous system. When you have an understanding of the autonomic nervous system, there's so many components of pharmacology that just make a lot more sense. So I set you up for success by reviewing these things with you in module eight of bootcamp. Module nine is probably the most fun module. It's called organize like a nurse. And again, being organized is your nurse super 
power. So I take you step-by-step through key things to organize. Lesson one is about your digital files. How are we going to organize our digital files? I've had so many students tell me after afterwards or during their program, people are amazed at how organized my digital filing system is, or they saw how impactful it was for me, and they can't believe I can find things so quickly and that my files are so organized. So don't discount how important it is to be able to locate things quickly. Lesson two is about managing your syllabus and your binders and having a good system in place for that, kind of like all your critical paperwork for nursing school. Lesson three, I teach you a great technique for keeping track of everything that you have to do. And then I know a lot of students use an iPad or a tablet and programs like GoodNotes or Notability. So I talk a bit about organizing things using these apps. And then I, of course, include a lesson on planning out your life, how to manage your schedule and use a planner and those types of things. So that's probably the most fun module. The next module is the final one, and it's called Write Like a Nurse. And I included this module because I know students often struggle with writing, and you might be thinking, wait a minute, I'm going to nursing school, I'm writing papers, what? Yes, especially if you're in a BSN program, you will be writing papers. If you're not writing papers, you're writing care plans, and if you're... um taking any kind of class that's online and even in-person classes will have this component where there are discussion board posts and you have to be able to source scholarly articles to reference and write a cohesive statement, even if it's just a short discussion board post or a whole paper. So the first lesson here is I teach you about a tool that I absolutely love called Zotero that makes it super easy to keep all your scholarly references really, really organized. It saved my bacon in graduate school, and I wish I'd had it as an undergrad. In lesson two, I show you how to find those scholarly articles and do that basic research. And you can do that with your school's library, their uh, publication database, and you can do that with Google Scholar. You can do that with PubMed. You can do that with all kinds of things. So I share some tips on doing that basic scholarly research. And then in the final lesson, I give you a simple framework for setting up the key components of your paper so that when you sit down to actually write it, you don't feel like you're starting from scratch. You have kind of basically a recipe to follow. So there you go. I have talked now for one hour and I love talking about nursing school preparedness. It absolutely is one of the things that makes the biggest difference in student experiences in nursing school is if they go in prepared, if you go in prepared, you are so much more likely to have not only a positive nursing school experience, less stress, less overwhelm. And guess what that does? That frees your brain to actually learn. So that is why I created Crucial Concepts Bootcamp. So if you're listening to this and you're heading into nursing school, right now is the perfect time to get into boot camp. I will put a link in the episode notes to boot camp. You can always go to my website, straightanursingstudent.com, and click on courses in the top menu bar to find boot camp and other programs that I make for nursing students. So thank you so much for hanging out with me for this 
fun bonus episode. I want to wish you all the very best in your endeavors to be the most amazing nursing student that you can possibly be. And then I will see you back here later this week on our regularly scheduled release date, which is Thursdays, and we'll be talking about a pharmacology topic. So I will see you back here for that. And to make sure you don't miss any future episodes, including bonus episodes like this one, just make sure that you're following the show or subscribe to the show in your podcast player. And if you liked this episode and you think somebody else would find it beneficial, I'd be so, so happy if you shared it with them. You can click on the little share icon within your podcast app and share it. And of course, if you have kind words to say, I would love if you would leave a review. If you have constructive feedback, I would recommend you email me instead because I will see that much faster than I will see reviews because sometimes they get buried. There's so many coming in. But if you have constructed feedback, and I and I do see the things that people say, and I do take them to heart, I'd love to hear from you personally. You can reach out on my website. There's a contact form there. So I will see you back here next week. Have a great day. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing, a proud member of the Airwave Media Network. For more educational podcasts, check out airwavemedia.com. And for more nursing-related content, go to straightanursingstudent.com. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.